listening to the Fantasy Alarm TFS NBA podcast with host John Pimba and James Grandey. What's going on, everybody? John and Pemba here with James Grande. This is the Fantasy Alarm NBA DFS podcast recording here on Monday evening for Tuesday's three-game main slate. James are giving us another three-gamer here on Tuesday. Just like last week, we got Golden State versus Brooklyn at 7.30, and we got two games kicking off after the 10 o'clock hour on the, on the East Coast. Philadelphia versus Utah at 10 p.m., and San Antonio versus the Clippers at 10.30. I don't believe any of these teams are on a back-to-back because they had 11 games on Monday. None of these teams on back-to-backs, three-game slate. Pretty interesting matchups here as well. Yeah, and we have all the Vegas totals. Warriors getting three points on the road in Brooklyn. Brooklyn rolling right now, 220 over-under in that game. The lifeless... 76ers lost four in a row. They're eight-point dogs in Utah, 217.5. Spurs, Clippers, Clippers giving six points to the Spurs, 218.5. So three fun matchups with solid Vegas totals. And I would venture to say one potential blowout if Joel Embiid doesn't return. And there hasn't been any indication he is or isn't. But, you know, apparently he was feeling symptomatic. So... I don't expect to see him in this game, but I guess crazier things have happened. Yep, crazy things have certainly happened. So let's go ahead. Uh, again, just three games, so this is going to be a pretty quick podcast. If we're looking at the top of the point guard position, you know, what's your feelings here? Are you looking to uh, spend up for any of these guys? I mean, we could definitely spend up on Curry. It's a decent spot. Brooklyn's been better defensively of late. They've just been a better team of late in general. And I think the same goes for Harden. Like, I think... He's been better of late. 48, 68, 53 fantasy points the last three, and then 35, but then 54. So four of the last five, he's gone for 48 fantasy points. Five of the last six, rather, he's gone for 48 fantasy points. And, you know, the price is still a little much, but it's a three-game slate. If Harden goes for 55, we're not going to complain. So I think you can play both the guys, and uh, I think DeJounte Murray will probably be the guy that goes underlooked, and that would be a mistake because he has 60-point upside, and he's proven it, like, Triple double, triple double just the other game. Nine of 20 shooting, not what you're looking for really, but 10 boards, 10 assists, three steals on block. So I'd go with the 22 actual there. So uh, yeah, 9,500, he probably does go overlooked because people are going to be trying to jam in likely a Curry or a Harden in their lineup. So yep. uh, something to at least watch on that. Then we have the matchup in Utah, which is always the tough one. It's good that it's not on a back-to-back, but you know, Maxi continues to play very good basketball, even with Harris back. 31, 33, and 24 actual the last three games for Maxi here. You have Conley on the flip side of that matchup. Scoring's down for him. You know, minutes have been okay, but, you know, he's a good cash game guy. But, you know, it's he's also a safe floor guy too, I think, too, if you want to try to find someone to sort of fit in that level there. So, so maybe Conley finds your way into a lineup. Or, or, or Reggie Jackson even, you know, matchups against San Antonio. I haven't played any Reggie Jackson, like, at all this year, but – on a small slate in a matchup like this, I could probably be persuaded. I mean, there's a solid floor right now with Reggie Jackson, and it's mainly because he's taking a thousand shots per game. I mean, you know, talk about a guy who's not deterred from missing a shot, four for 17. So, yeah, I think Reggie Jackson has a pretty safe floor. I think he's actually would probably be the guy of that, of Maxi Conley Jackson, of that little trio that I'd be most, most interested in playing, actually. Sure. If we're just looking at some value at the point guard position, Joe Harris already ruled out. Patty Mills started yep. the second half for Joe Harris and played 31 minutes, had a ceiling game. Again, 10 of 16 shooting. 
unlikely really to see that level out of Patty. We saw her one other time, you know, not 29 actual, like unrealistic. But if he's going to start, which he, he could, he could very well start here at 3,800 against Golden State on a small slate. He's probably going to have a lot of ownership. Yeah, and there isn't, like you mentioned, like, let's talk value. There isn't value outside of Patty Mills. It's him and it's Gary Payton, who's listed as probable, but it's those two guys in the value tier of point guard. And, and I prefer Patty Mills just considering he could see 30 minutes. I think Gary Payton pr- probably capped around 20. So, yeah, I think Mills and Payton are the two clear values here at point guard. And then we move on to shooting guard. Shooting guard position at the top here. Oh, Paul George, shooting guard on drafting. Oh. Uh, maybe for the smaller slate, they kind of uh, gave him the additional eligibility. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. So George, if you want to con- consider him as a shooting guard. Otherwise, you have Donnie Mitch. Again, then a big drop-off. It's it's actually two big drop-offs if you want to look at it from the drafting side. It's 10K Paul George. It's 8K 8,600 Donnie <laughs> Mitch. It's $6,500 Andrew Wiggins, uh, and then it gets cheaper from there. So uh, top price guys, if you're looking to take advantage of the multi-position eligibility, that's where you go. I find it interesting that they have Donovan Mitchell listed as a point guard shooting guard as if point guard's his primary position. Not not the case there, but of that trio, I mean, we're, we're big ball George guys here. So I have to imagine this is where we're going. Yeah, I think, like, I'm looking at some defensive, you know, Golden State, Brooklyn, both – a both in the top seven in terms of defensive rating on the year the clippers are second not like utah's 11th there's not like a ton of spots to attack here san antonio 13th is that the worst defensive team we have tomorrow other than philly so yeah i think the spurs are a team that we're going to look to attack so i can get behind paul george i think mitchell's fine as long as if Philly can keep that game close, that's my concern. Uh, that's the game I, I alluded to potentially being a blowout. And I actually really like the, you know, the form that Wiggins is in right now. Something has clicked in terms of aggressiveness. 19, 15, and 19 shot attempts the last three. Two of the last three, he scored at least 28 actual and 32 or more fantasy points. So I think Wiggins could get up for this game in a big way. And, you know, James Harden is also very careless with the ball maybe we get a, a multi-steal game he's had two multi-steal games in his last three so I, I like Wiggins quite a bit here yep and then we jump into this five gates here which I think is actually pretty interesting Jordan Poole is always a GPP playing he's going to go out there and just take 23 threes basically uh, <laughs> and, and we'll see if he hits them or he doesn't hit them you know we, we saw him go seven for 16 against Charlotte he went for 47 fantasy points lately the three balls been off he's just six for his last 28 and then you get 23 to 25 fantasy points so he's safe i think because just the volume that he's going to take so there's a price there Derek white's another guy that we like almost never play but you know when he plays minutes like generally he's pretty good i don't think this is really a spot that you, know, you and i are going to target him but if you want to maybe be a little bit different Derek white's somebody that you can maybe throw in to a lineup for sure but i also think you and i are big on uh, continuing the the Eric Bledsoe train here, fifty two hundred dollars against San Antonio. You and I have both been like playing so much Eric. I played and him for again. He's giving yeah. us six plus X return for four straight games. So right, and he's the price still only fifty two hundred. I know like this, you know, it started at forty three as, as he started playing well, and you know it's now fifty two, but it's warranted. And he put thirty six minutes. I mean, we're back to playing big minutes. He's being productive in every facet of the game. So, yeah, I think Derek White is definitely the the GPP pivot off of Bledsoe because I do I do suspect Bledsoe, people are catching on and, and he's going to garner some ownership here. 
I would I would certainly assume so as well. If you're thinking blowout for Utah, Jordan Clarkson went for 37 actual against Miami the other day. 25 actual. Oh, 37 sorry, 37 face most 25 actual, yeah. Yeah, because of course he did. Because, you know, I play in this slate four and he misses two dunks and he's three for 14. But, right. like, you know, it's cool. You just have to understand, you're going to get Jordan Clarkson at low. And this was my problem when I play him um, against Indiana. I got Jordan Clarkson at 7% owner. He flops. I don't cash. On a three-game slate, you know, they're ca- – excuse me. Can you make it up? Sure. Your lineup has to be perfect, though. If you get Jordan Clarkson at low ownership, you have to get the Miami game Jordan Clarkson, not the Indiana game. So when you're going into this and you're interested in Jordan Clarkson, just know that there is a great chance he derails your lineup, and there's also a great chance that he, you know, wins you a tournament. There, it's. I feel like there's like no – middle ground there so uh we'll see but yeah i think he's he's viable in tournaments just know that the floor is is below the basement john i don't know i don't know if you've ever been below the basement but whatever's down there that's where jordan clarkson lives half half his year some other value dart throws here to take a look at and and maybe things change depending on the the injury news to terrence Mann here i mean he's questionable to play he's a guy that's been playing big minutes but luke Kennard is four thousand dollars right like that's i think somebody that we've Considered anyways, he's getting you mid twenties in minutes, but like if man is out, does Kennard play thirty plus minutes in this game? Right, you know, just theorizing potential, you know, game flow or roles for him off the bench. I mean, if man's getting such a big run, yeah, hundred percent could play thirty minutes here, um, and hundred percent we'd have to be interested because I think the splur- the Spurs are a team we can exploit. So Kennard's definitely interesting. Who else do they give minutes to? If there's no Terrence Man, like. Justice Winslow is probably the guy who could see more minutes. I'm not a shooting guard, though. I guess we're good there. Yeah, I was going to say, there's not really much else. I would say maybe Bruce Brown, because there's no Harris, right? I mean, he's, he hasn't nearly been as good at times as he was last year. But, I mean, 28 minutes, 19 fantasy points at 4,200 the other day. You know, that's sort of getting you there. And... Maybe there'd be more opportunity for him early in the game um, against Golden State. Yeah, it's fine. It's not a very, like, appealing play, but, you know, it's fine. I think you'll definitely see more ownership on Patty Mills. So maybe, you know, a little tournament leverage is going for Sprout. Yep. Small forward. We already talked on George. Uh, Durant is $100 more. Now we have revenge game narrative in play here. Small slate. So we were talking about ceilings of guys. Durant certainly is someone yeah, that could, could be the highest scoring player on the slate, potentially. He had 51 the other day. You went for 59 against Chicago. You know, and this is someone that you, you and I talk a lot about. And I always try to reference the fact that, you know, he, he's averaging basically 5x return for the season on his price point. But he's a guy that, like, if just one other thing goes his way, you know, where, like, if he gets you a block or if he gets you an extra rebound or two, like, you know, the ceiling is there, right? It's just, you know, there's always, like, one extra thing that's keeping him from really exploding. You know, that's something I always consider with Durant. And and now we talk about this matchup against Golden State. You know, he's got a little beef with Draymond Green. Like, you know, there, there there could be a little bit of a nastiness here for Durant where he just wants to take over. It's a good point. Do you lean Durant or George? I want to say Durant, truthfully. I think I would too. It's just I will point out Golden State, number one defensive rated team in terms of uh, defensive rating this year. Yeah, I don't doubt it. 
I don't I don't doubt that at all. I think there's they've been a very they've been a very good team, but they've also I feel like their schedule has been pretty favorable as well in terms of teams that they've played. You know, recent recently, for example, you know Minnesota, Atlanta, Houston, the Pelicans, Charlotte twice. Fair. Still, Charlotte games they lost too. Yeah, that's true. They played the Thunder twice. In the Thunder, they held them both to under 100 points. They held Charlotte to 100. The Pelicans under 90. You know, so you know they beat they beat Chicago. Held them under 100. They wa- so. Yeah, they washed the Bulls. So I mean, yeah, it's not it's not to say like they're obviously not a good defensive team, but I also look at the teams they've played. And I'm like, well, yeah, you know, they're they're not very good either. So so maybe maybe Brooklyn comes in and, and gives them a tougher test, or we find out that Golden State really is a very good defensive team this year. It's, anything's possible there. So we talked about Durant, George Wiggins, also small forward eligibility. Then we got you know Boyan, who is you know I, I think you want to talk frustrating. Boyan went for 39 fantasy points the other day. You know generally just a a, a middler. You know 5500 on a smaller slate, maybe he finds his way into a lineup or two, but not somebody that I think we're actively targeting. Nick Batum. Somebody that we definitely have been playing a lot of, but the scoring for him all of a sudden has disappeared. Do you, do you have a read on why that is? Why he's taken four, five, and four shots the last three games? I mean, this is passive Nick Batum, but also, you know, there's been blow-ups for Bledsoe. There's been blow-ups for Avica Zubak. Right. So there's been... I mean, we you thought know, it was an insult when PrizePix had him at nine and a half points. Nine and a half. 22 that night. And then ever since, he's never had more than five, so... Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that at the time they needed more and he was giving them more. But right now, Bledsoe's feeling Reggie Jackson, you know, gets his shots. He, there's just, he's just low in the pecking order. And, you know, he'll have his games. Maybe that game comes with Terrence Mann. Maybe he plays another 37 minutes without Terrence Mann. So if Terrence Mann does, does in fact, sit. So I think 5K is a reasonable price tag. But you do point, you do make a good point how he's just not shooting the basketball again. What do you make of Devin Vassell's recent production? I mean, they took him in the first round last year, and he's just kind of making everything. I mean, four, four of seven, three of six, five of seven from three the last three games. So 4,700, it's a, it's a really tough matchup against the Clippers, but he's a good value on a slate that we haven't really pointed out much. Right. Great value. Do you buy into any Georges Niang revenge theory here? You can. I mean, he's, he's playing 25 minutes yeah, a night, even, with, right. even with Tobias Harris back. And right. Danny Green was just ruled out, too. So, Korkmaz. Yeah, Korkmaz could be in there. Niang, maybe Shake gets some extra run there. But Danny sure. Green being out certainly opens up a, a rotation spot there. Yeah, I think, I think Shake does get more run, but I think Niang and Korkmaz get the first crack at it. I would assume. My assumption would be Korkmaz starts because we've seen him start a handful of times already this year. But I do think him and Niang both get a nice little power forward. It's Tobias Harris at 8,500, then a massive drop off on DraftKings. Draymond's at 64. We have Keldon at 6K. Keldon's been. Yeah, he's been awesome. The minutes have been tremendous as well. 38, 29, 32, 38 in the last four games. Uh, you're looking at fantasy production here 35, 36, 37, 30, 30. You know, if he's going to be 6K. He's giving you 37, 36. That's six returns, six X returns. So Keldon in a spot here against the Clippers at 6K could be a, a very interesting option. Yeah, and I I definitely think Toby's in play. We saw what he's capable of being the, the lead dog last time out. I lean Keldon over Draymond. Draymond's just not really 
Like Draymond is safe. I think Keldon's just providing us with more upside right now. So uh lean Keldon over Draymond in this next tier. And then there's just kind of a big drop. You play Thad, right? Fifty three? Yeah, Pertle already ruled out. And the minutes for Thad have been nice. You yeah. know, twenty four plus in five straight games. This so. is what's frustrating about him not playing a minute like for the first like two weeks of the season. It's like pop like he can do this. Nightly. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah, he's really good. And then it's probably, I mean, nobody else. Yeah, I'm gonna say like I don't see uh, nothing. Nothing here is sticking out to me. You could you could dark throw a Blake Griffin maybe. Doug McDermott had been playing some minutes, but you really need him to hit his three. Yeah, nothing else is overly appealing to me here either. Nope, so, I don't see. I don't see. I see nothing. I don't see anything. No, there's nothing. There's nothing. Centers, you have the battle of Drummond versus Gobert. You know, I think we, we, we saw this match. Did we not see this matchup already? We did not see this matchup. I like this price for Gobert. I don't like the price for Drummond, really, against Gobert. You like the price for Drummond? No, I said I don't. Yeah, I don't. That's why I went right to Gobert. I was almost ignoring. Shouldn't ignore him, but I like also kind of like ignoring him at 8,700. I don't know. Maybe... That's your contrarian leverage, but at the same time, Tobias Harris has been back, and he's 2 of 8, 4 of 12. Right. The rebounds are slightly down from the 20 that he was grabbing, but the scoring is down. So, like, he hasn't gotten there. I'd rather just, if I'm playing a center, spending up, I'm just going to play Gobert, who's cheaper. Yeah, and and that's even if we're going in that direction, right? I mean, right. You, now you mentioned Zubax. And then they took away his minutes again. Remember, we had a run, and it's like, oh, they're playing them 29 minutes. And yeah. that's 23 and 23. Now, one of them was a blowout. The last one was against Chicago. They just went small ball on him. Yeah, so they, they just went small. But, he was dominating against Minnesota. Right. But do they dominating. do they keep him in if Thad Young is playing center for? Probably not. It's pro- he probably matches Eubanks, which is 22 to 24 minutes. Yeah. Because they could just play Marcus Morris already ruled out, right? Yeah, already ruled out. So they could just play the the more athletic Hartenstein, or they could just play Batum theoretically as their small ball center. You know, mm-hmm. so you're gonna get Zubac at low ownership because nobody plays him. Nobody plays him. Yeah. But it's just like, is it 23 minutes or is it 28 minutes? Because if it's 28 minutes, he he could win you a tournament. If it's not. We're going to see performances like it was yesterday. I've been touting and playing a lot of LaMarcus Aldridge. He's sure in my playbooks that I've written him up. Obviously, he had a bad game against the Pelicans. Tough looks there, 19 fantasy points. But he's 4,100. So, like, it was, you know, it wasn't a snowflake on your on your lineup. He is bumped up to 48, so more expensive than he had been. But 33, 34, 19, and 33 fantasy points and, and over the last four. He's not going to play a lot of minutes. 22, 22, 23 minutes in that group. That span. He had one game this year. Going back to the 29th, he played 28 minutes against the Pacers. But you know, it seems unlikely he would get that kind of run. But knowing we can lock him in for 22 to 23 and the volume that he gets when he's on the floor, you know, maybe he's the center option we pick here against Golden State. Yeah, probably. Claxton out, Millsap out. Tim and Griffin. Griffin's playing 22. They they've been playing Dayron Sharp minutes here and there not i'm not saying they're on sharp is i'm interested in but he's like finding his way into this rotation james johnson doesn't play like yeah i I think you're right john i mean they could ultimately just play 
you just split your time between Aldridge and and Blake at center, and you just play Duran at the four, which is what they've been doing. But I think you're I think you're right. I think Aldridge is Aldridge is the only spend down that I see. I mean, I, if you want to play Eubanks, fine. I know you love Hassan Whiteside, fine. Well, I listen. I don't mind. So like a slate like this <laughs> is your Whiteside. This is your Whiteside slate. Right. If if anything happens to go bare here, where Drummond maybe gets in foul trouble or. Who knows, right? This but is your Whiteside, Josh Johnson. This is your Josh Johnson for anyone playing NFL showdown. Right, exactly. You play Whiteside, 16 minutes he had 8.7 rebounds. He just didn't. He had one block, right? Like in 23 minutes he had 8 and 8. In 14 minutes against Orlando he had 12 and 10. Like he can do it. He's done it this year. You know he doesn't need a lot of minutes to be a productive guy. So you know is is it the best of matchups? No, but I mean like. All he needs is a little extra time, a little extra, and he can get you there. So if you're playing 20 lineups tomorrow, maybe Whiteside makes one or two, you know, but there's definitely a path to that. Would you rather play Whiteside or would you rather play Hartenstein? You'd rather play Hartenstein? Yeah. Yeah, same. Especially, he's cheaper, too. I actually think... He's 3,500 on DraftKings, and, you know, he's more offensive, he's more of an offensive player. Yeah, he's a fantasy player minute freak because he can. He's really good scoring, like you just mentioned. But both are both are fine. So okay. if you want to go there, do you play Looney at all? I looked at him. You could. I mean, what do you say about Brooklyn's front court? You say it all the time that they're corpses. They're old. Yeah, they're they're corpses. they're not athletic like they used to be. So as much as we like Aldridge, it's not for his defensive prowess. So you can. I mean, 17, 10, 8 rebounds last three games, and he's thirty five hundred. He's gotten you there in the last three games. But look at two of the games he was only playing 20 minutes. So, like, you know you're not going to get a lot. You just need him to be productive in those 20 minutes. Does Kaminga ever get a larger role in this? He closed the half the other day. Right? He closed the half. He played 10 minutes against Charlotte. He had 21 fantasy points. He played 16 minutes against your Bulls there. Had eight points on four or six shooting. The Kirk keeps talking, like, highly of him. You Mm -hmm. know, saying that he he got the rotation minutes against Chicago because of the work he put in practice, like, that day. I don't know. Like, this is the guy they took in the first round, right? Like, you know, there's, there's, I mean, obviously he's $3,000. I'm not saying, like, you go there. But, I mean, like, at some point, like, he's going to play, like, eight teams. They don't need to play JTA, right? Like, don't don't play. No. You know, Andre Iguodala, save him for the playoffs. Like, play Kaminga now. Let, let let him play some of these, you know, and see what happens there. So uh, I'm not advocating for you to, like, put him in a lineup. But, I mean, if I was, again, if I was making 20, I might have Kaminga in one. You know, like, you never know. He's seventh overall pick this year, man. Like, it's a lot of good things, supposedly, that they've been talking. They've been talking about him. It's an encouraging. He's earning his playing time. So, you know? Who knows? Maybe this is a this is a spot for him where he 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 takes another step and and is in that rotation for 15 minutes. You know? Do you know what his nickname is, John? I don't. All right. Well, I'm not going to tell anybody. But you, we everyone can go look it up. Look it up after this. Okay, we'll go look up his <laughs> nickname after this one, and that wraps up our podcast. Three games. James and I will be back for a big Wednesday slate. You know where to get us on Discord. We'll be on Twitter. For now, we will catch you guys later.